Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of May 7th, 2023. Tonight, we've got a special guest with us, Jay Arnold, Coach Jay Arnold, at Coach Jay Arnold on Twitter. Along with the usual folks, we have Kamish, Pit Girl, and Joey. Hey, Jay, how are you doing? I am doing excellent. Uh, just finished driving from Dallas back to Houston, so I'm a little bit tired. Happy to be here, and I appreciate y'all having me on. One of these days when you're up here, you got to let me know. You can actually, you know... Go get some barbecue together because I live like right north of Dallas. Yeah, I, I will for sure. Uh, this week was kind of like a whirlwind trip because my uh, sister was graduating from law school. Apparently that's a oh, big that's right. deal. Yeah. Yeah. So she has a bright future as a sports blogger now. <laughs> there you go. Yep. That that transitional job that we all took. Pit uh, girl, how are you? I'm good. Um, I may sound better because, as I mentioned before the show actually started sleeping, obnoxiously pit boyfriend finally listened to the show, was immediately horrified by my audio quality, and donated his gaming mic to the cause. So, shout out to obnoxiously pit boyfriend for making me sound slightly better. There you go. Joey, how are you? I'm doing good. As of uh, 10 minutes ago, I am $200 richer because I won an NHL survivor pool by mostly betting against the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it Kamesh, how are you uh i'm i'm absolutely wiped no i i didn't do the glorious one uh interstate 45 driving that jay did uh but i yeah uh, youth soccer coaching uh then uh, combined with uh a visit from some family on top of uh little kiddo's birthday party at a trampoline park and my oh, my knees my knees my ankles everything just just hurts <laughs> oh my god i i seriously I, i've i've my my knees feel like they're just like a slow burning fire i got kicked out of a trampoline park not long ago uh oh <laughs> wait what did you do i'm gonna yeah. need you to elaborate a little bit yeah. this, was, this was well not long ago it was 2019 i have a <laughs> i have a brother who's 10 years younger than me and he asked me to hit wrestling moves on him and the management was not happy about that I can okay. I can imagine that. Do crime. How old were you at the time, there, Joey? <laughs> uh, quick, quick math. I would have been like twenty. Okay. Yeah. And your brother was, uh, like seven. Okay. There we go. <laughs> he he said he said throw me into that trampoline. So I said I bet. <clears throat> he's he's a good worker though. He's safe. He take it right on his back, pop right back <laughs> up. <laughs> I don't think that was the problem. <laughs> Give me one second, guys. I gotta close my door real fast. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so you guys have, you guys have younger children. I have a younger brother. It's the, uh, the dynamic is much different. Oh no! I'm I mean, I'm allowed to do that because when he cries, it's not my problem. There you go. That that's a really good point. That's a the really good part. The trampoline park said otherwise, though. Yeah. Well. <laughs> of all the ways you can be kicked out of a trampoline park, that's the least like. That one's okay. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. People I, are hitting I, wrestling moves on each other in the trampoline park oh. all the time, I imagine. Why would why else would you go? To have fun? I don't know. That is fun. Yeah, that's definitely fun. Okay. Coach Kamish. Yes. Jay, if you don't know, uh Art Kamish is a youth soccer coach. He coaches a team called the Team Turbo Power. Sorry. And every week we get a little coverage of his work. This week it was against the Zippy Zebras. How did the game go? It was a hard fought game. In the first quarter, it was a back-and-forth game. It was 2-2. Then I, I made some lineup changes in the second quarter, and we really took it to him in the second quarter. We were playing a little total football, Amoeba in one. Gotcha. Mixed formation, and they just could not <laughs> handle it. 
Yeah. Um, we, we had kids trying to kick the ball and like hitting the top of the ball and doing like a full somersault on the field. <laughs> <laughs> we had kids not abiding by, Hey, I'm trying to put the ball down for a kickoff. And so I put my foot there and I caused two kids to come flying over my foot. <laughs> I, I, am, I am so glad parents did not come after me for that. I seriously, I immediately I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. But I, I guess my shame was good enough, but that was in the second quarter. Just endless scoring, honestly. I, I don't know what happened, but I, I think my, my drills are getting through to the team. That's I'm, what that's what it is. Know, I'm getting getting the lineups mixed right. I have, you know, one <laughs> one team with the three amigos, uh my my, my son and two other kiddos just you know just unstoppable on offense and they real put a, co- real coach on the field real coach on the right. field coach on the field coach's son you know mm-hmm. knows what he knows what he's got to do there first kid there last kid you know to leave because he's <laughs> real, like, real gym rat <laughs> yeah real gym rat yeah real gym rat. definitely because he chooses to be a gym rat mm-hmm. high motor that's right oh yeah lunch pail right. guy mm-hmm. oh yeah real gritty real gritty <laughs> He had a hat trick, man. My kiddo had a hat trick. I was so hyped. Uh, not we that won. we're not not that we don't keep score. No, we don't. I was but, just about to ask if you remembered what the final score was. So last week we were rained out, but the week before it was eleven to two. But uh, we 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 hit the eleven goal barrier again. Okay. Uh, we, we won this one 11-5, I believe. Um, so I don't know what's going on, but some of the parents came up to me after the game. and was like, hey, you're, you're starting to figure these kids out. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm actually doing something. Yeah, uh, no, but... <laughs> all about it. Always bet the over on Team Turbo Power. Team That's Turbo. what I'm hearing. Team Turbo, we took down the Zippy Zebras of Akron. Sorry, Tara Bowden. So who's your next uh, opponent? I think we're going to have to play the team that we played the first week. Which I cannot those remember the, the unicorns? name. Unicorns? Those the unicorns? I, I can't the remember who it was. I really don't no, know. Sure. What? Whatever. I mean, I can log in if you want. But the other uh, thing I wanted to ask you was, uh, I know it was 100 degrees in San Antonio. Oh, it felt like a 103. You were in a black shirt. Coach, yes. how'd that go? I just want to say that I, I had trouble staying hydrated, and <laughs> um, I'm just glad that I didn't like pull a muscle. No, we're we're just. It was hot. I don't know why the Y gives us coaches' shirts and they're just all black. And not and a nice, a, not a nice technical shirt. I'm guessing. No, it. Just, I, just I, got it I got it. I got it. I got it. Extra baggy. It's like one of those. Like it, it's supposed to breathe, but it doesn't. I got it. Sure. I got it like a double X, just to like give some wind. And at least it was kind of windy for me, uh, to to keep me cool. Uh, we play the Super Strikers, who we okay. narrowly defeated in the first week of the season four three. Their closest game so far. But now was. that was a not whole other team, though. Score. No, that was a whole other team. Whole other team. It's a new season. Our, we we've hit our stride, peak form. You know, Jamish hadn't implemented his system yet. He hasn't. Haven't, got, he hadn't haven't, got his guys in. I hadn't got my guys in there yet. You know, again, we we hit the uh, the spring transfer window, and, and really <laughs> really got some new ringers in on the team. And, and I, I just got my rotations down. Gonna find out. You've been placing really large bets for your team somewhere in Ohio. I, I am not the Alabama <laughs> baseball coach. <laughs> My shirt that says I am not the Alabama baseball coach raises a lot of questions yep. already answered by my shirt. <laughs> it's in black, too. Uh, <laughs> so, Jay, for our listeners who don't know who you are, why don't you give yourself a little bit of a background and how you got to be in this part of college sports? Because <laughs> you actually, because you were actually in college sports, unlike the rest of us. Hard work and dedication uh, will yeah. get you anywhere. No, uh, so my... Uh, I always grew up a college football fan, so it was uh, 
kind of always a dream to end up playing college football. And, you know, I was lucky enough to, to play at Texas A&M. Uh, when my playing day stopped, I uh, kind of did a little bit of blogging around. And then that led to my first job out of college being writing for a now defunct A&M fan site. And then have, have just kind of kept writing and, and making appearances and tweeting about Taco Bell. And, and now I'm in this corner of the internet and it's a wonderful place to be. Yeah. I started following you. I want to say right during the pandemic when I ended up getting on Twitter and there's a bunch of other stuff and yeah, like it's, you've always been a pleasure to follow. You cover a ton of stuff. That's really fascinating, including barbecue, which I've got tons of questions about and yeah, just things like that. It's been great to have you sort of in this world. I think, I think we also got to know you uh, on the moon crew discord, which sort of like through the pandemic where everyone was just being like, I need someone to talk to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my, uh, my biggest contributions to the, to the moon crew discord are generally in, uh, cannibals and it's my, uh, my posts of, uh, barbecue. Uh, I, I mean, I like to, I like to enjoy a platter day. So it's, uh, it's always fun to share the, uh, the smoked meats with, with everyone. Yeah. Can I, can I offer a correction? I, Jay is not the only one here that played college sports, sir. I played varsity overwatch for Fanshawe college. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> definitely, about that. definitely the same thing. Yeah. If you want to go there, you're talking about back-to-back co-ed softball champion at ULM here. All right. Go. Okay. Yeah. All you're right. right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess. I mean, <laughs> esports is pretty, uh, pretty intense. I mean, I, uh, I have witnessed a, a PUBG tournament before and that was uh that was an incredible environment i did play at the summer masters of beer pong tournament at, <laughs> at, at, at gamma delt do you we did do not you, do you win a green jacket I, no but god it would have been great but you should yeah we should have yeah, we called it the, we, we did call the masters yeah i mean come Pickle, on it's dartmouth hopefully What's you didn't have to worry about any like? pine trees falling on you no, it, it, the the it was it was the fanciest basement of all the fraternities on Frat Row. So this floor only stuck just a little bit. But yeah, uh, unfortunately they didn't play, they, they didn't play our house's game. We played line, which would line the eight cups along the back. They oh. played shrub. Oh God! And so I, you know, I'm I'm a line player, so I'm not used to That's... the depth. That it's it's different. It's different. Okay. Oh man. So I did not do great. It was not a great summer for me. I won't lie. But it's fine. That weird northeastern beer pong. Oh, with the paddles, yeah, with the paddles. Yes. Oh, Jesus. What? <laughs> we'll 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 do this later on, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> the kind of beer pong that was in the movie Beer Fest. Yes. Well, no, no, because that's that's slam. That's totally different. Oh uh, my god. That's that's slam. Uh, no, our beer pong is you you use paddles and you lob it back and forth at each other, and the goal is to get it in the cup. A hit. Uh, if you hit the cup, it's a half. You drink half. You sink it, it's a hole. And then yeah, you just sort of go back and forth and you play it with paddles. Great. This is wild. But you don't but you, you break the handles off the paddle, so you have to palm the paddle. Don't I have, I have my whatever own custom, this I, is on the greater northeast because we were not doing this fuckery. I have I have, I have like this I have a custom league. paddle. This is I, I, got, I got married early enough that uh we, like my wife made like custom beer pong paddles for all the groomsmen and stuff like that. <laughs> so I have a paddle for my wedding that has like my name on it and like a little tuxedo drawing on one side. It's really cool. With no handle? No, no, yeah, you have to break the handle off and then you because <laughs> But then you get like a jagged edge on the handle. So you have to go up to a brick wall, which all the basements are made of brick. And you sand it off by rubbing it against the, then you pull all the sandpaper off. Cause you, you want just like pure wood. So you pull the sandpaper covering off the, the ping pong paddle too. So you just Sorry, have this can, like, thing. can I have an editor's note here? Yeah. Can you put in the Dartmouth fight song right here? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> which, which one baby? I got four. 
right. <laughs> only you know, two. What, only what, two of them have we had to edit, had have we had to edit lyrics for I one would... because they were moderately racist and one because it says it does not acknowledge that women exist. Oh my god! <laughs> I was just about to ask you if band yeah, counts as university sport at Dartmouth. I did count for my PE credit though. Okay. I get my PE credit out of the way. Okay. I did. I had to take one one year one semester of ballroom dancing to cover my third credit. The woman I took that the woman I took that class with became my wife. Was not my girlfriend at the time, but I ended up marrying her. It was not because of the dancing. Oh. Dartmouth fights on. <laughs> Dartmouth fights on. Do it. Anyways, you sorry. Tangent. <laughs> you say that like this podcast isn't entirely tangent. Yeah, like, like we have rails. We, have, we don't have rails. We have show notes, but we never follow them. We have rails. Well, They're called Jordan editing it later. That is true. The, <laughs> the rails are the only ones that I put in. So, so Jay, the first thing I want to talk about is not your football career. It's I want to talk about your Texas Monthly 50 stamps. Y'all don't know. Texas Monthly releases their list of the 50 best barbecue joints in the state every year. The goal is to get the passport and to get all 50 stamps. And our friend Jay did that. Jay, what was your favorite side dish that you found because the meats are like all pretty common what's your side dish of choice oh man it's it's so hard to pick favorites right i know i know no. like this is so i i tell everybody that i don't i don't have favorites but i do have like whatever comes to my mind it, it, whenever i think back on the trip uh i really like the uh tater tot casserole from truth yeah it's it uh so good it's pretty delicious. The Moroccan carrots at Fijis Barbecue here in Houston are also really delicious. They do some incredible sides there at Fijis. I mean, they're incredibly talented people that I, I like going there quite often just because of the, some of the creative stuff they do. I like grits quite a bit. Evie Mays in Wolf Earth, which is about 15 minutes southwest of Lubbock. They did like hatch chili grits that were fantastic. Ooh. So is this... This took you all the way from, like, I know there's places in the valley on the list. So you went all the way down to the valley. Yeah. So Brownsville to Olton. Uh, Olton is in between Lubbock and Amarillo. Yeah. Uh, and then east to west, it's Beaumont to El Paso. Holy that, That's like basically the entire state. If only yes. you went to like, if only you went to like Orange, Texas, but Beaumont's close enough. It's only, Close like, enough, right? it's only like 20 miles from the Louisiana border there. Yeah. And so the far West Texas ones, there's also a joint in Marfa. We, I had three buddies with me that, that we did a, uh, kind of a big barbecue road trip where we left Houston on a, on a Wednesday night and drove like six or seven hours to Arizona. And then we drove into big bend in the morning, went out of the park and went to, uh, brick vault which wasn't on the list but very well could have been uh and then we spent the night in fort stockton from fort oh, stockton yeah. we drove to el paso for desert oak uh then we went from there to white sands national park kind of drove up the mountain to cloudcroft back down the mountain to uh carl's bad spent the night there went to carl's bad caverns in the morning uh went to guadalupe mountains national park uh drove all the way down to marfa uh, and then uh, hit Convenience West, which is the Texas monthly, Texas monthly joint in in Marfa. Uh, then we drove back into Big Bend, uh, camped that night, and I uh, woke up Sunday morning and drove back to Houston. So much meat and so many like oh my god, yeah. meat so much and driving activities. and so much meat. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it was it was an incredible trip though. I kind of wish we had more time to 
take in some of the sights and to also let the barbecue digest. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a. Uh, I mean, it was an incredible trip. I I don't want to know what that car smelled like. I like I. <laughs> In my head, I know, and I just, I don't. Oh yeah, my God. it was four of us in a oh Ford Fusion. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. my God. <laughs> I was oh hoping y'all had more room than a oh, Ford Fusion, no. but, but that makes it even better, I think. Yeah. It was we, we, we got so fantastic ridiculous. gas mileage, though. It was a hybrid, yeah. so. Oh. There you go. Perfect. Go. Save on the gas cost, buy more money, uh, more money for barbecue. Perfect. Exactly. There's a gas and gas joke in there. I just can't quite find it. Just <laughs> going to do that. Uh, Un- unleaded so, and leaded, but okay. So okay, good sides. As a Texan, like, what is your favorite barbecue meat? Do you have a do you have a go to? Yeah. So if I'm trying out a barbecue joint for the first time, I always try out the Texas Trinity, which is brisket, uh, spare ribs, pork spare ribs, and sausage. Those are the three things that I always get when I go to a place for the first time. But I, I, I tell you, one meat that I really enjoy that is kind of like overlooked i think in texas is pork belly like sliced pork yeah, belly is, is really you. really good and when when restaurants or when when barbecue joints do it i i always make it a point to get that because it's it just goes so well with so many different things sides meats desserts yeah uh i have had some incredible desserts truth always has like i always make it a point whenever i go to truth to get a slice of cake they do all kinds of different cakes but the uh the uh, banana caramel cake is probably my favorite that they do. Uh, and speaking of bananas, I mean, just about every barbecue joint has banana pudding. And yeah, they do. <laughs> I do love some banana pudding. Uh, Burnt Bean and Seguin has a big red tres leches cake. That was what I was going to uh, ask about because that's the one of all the ones I've seen. I was so curious about that. It is so good. And, and Burnt Bean's also just. Uh, I think they have some some great stuff on their menu. Uh, do you, do you guys know what? Bottom. Do you guys know what Big Red is? Like the chewing gum? No, no, no. no, uh, no. The, the drink. The drink. <laughs> oh, it's a drink like, based out of San Antonio. That it's it's a cream soda, right? No, it's it's like a cherry soda. I think is what okay, it's yeah. technically. Cherry strawberry. I, I don't. I don't they even know. Big exactly blue, big peach, big pineapple. You yeah, know, it's like a local like soda where it's just basically just random colors, a lot of artificial okay. flavor. Oh, it's of, it's yeah. it's red it's red dye forty and sugar. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> imagining this as Texas A treat, and you can't convince me otherwise. And you guys are looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, a treat is like PA local soda that's also like blue forty yeah. and, and there you go. Oh yeah, sugar. And New Orleans yeah. has New Orleans has the same stuff. It, it, it's called Big Shot. But yeah, it's basically <laughs> the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the, then the, uh, big, the big red cake. I, I was one of those that I saw, and I was like, "That looks amazing." It was so good. Definitely one of the ones that sticks out. And then uh, the uh, the strawberry pie at uh, Evie Mays up in Wolferth is. I mean, that, that was absolutely divine as well. You know, I'm at that point in my life where I don't know if my wife would be okay with me hitting all fifty, but man, watching you do it makes me go, "I could, I could just." You know, little a little break for that why not yeah when we were talking about doing it because the the guys that went with me on the west texas road trip we did a lot of the joints together uh when we were talking about doing it i was like you know we're probably not going to be able to hit some of the far joints but we, we can try to get some of the you know the ones in dallas and fort worth and houston and austin and they're like no we want to hit them all and i was like all right well this is going to take some logistical uh legwork but we will make this happen 
and it was uh i mean it, it took us a good time i think like the first guy uh luis who finished the the texas monthly top 50 list i think he did it in the span of like three weeks oh my god wild oh my god i mean I, I would have to go back and look up the story but it was an ungodly amount of of time where like him and one other guy were racing and like he drove from uh i think from convenience west and marfa and then finished at snows so he like drove overnight from uh from marfa to to college station essentially oh my god because uh, Le- lexington's about i mean halfway in between college station and austin that's i am i am so incredibly jealous i'm glad you got to hit all the places up because there's some there's some good stuff I'm i'm lucky enough that i live right next to the original Hutchins in McKinney. And that's my go-to, that's my go-to spot. And it always makes me happy that it's there. I love the Texas Twinkies so much. Yeah, I do too. Those are, a uh, Texas Twinkie is, it's, it's it's jalapeno wrapped in bacon with like brisket in it, I think. Yeah, it's got brisket and cream cheese in it. And it's, the jalapeno is wrapped in bacon and then it's drizzled with sauce. It is just a, a glorious creation. It I'm is, extremely is, into that. <laughs> it's good some good stuff and they're only I, three bucks a pop so like, yeah they're not that expensive just, but destroy yeah, so good. i and when i first moved here i was just like hey do you i was like why okay everybody's like throwing like the bacon wrapped jalapenos and i'm like what what is this I'm like okay and so i had one i'm like okay that's every single time i have a barbecue at the house or whatever it, i'm always grilling some of those so the texas twinkies is just another welcome addition Never had that in Louisiana, but you know we got a different pepper out there. But yeah, you know, the jalapeno is a little bit <laughs> more prevalent in Texas. Okay, well, Kamish, I know you want to ask Jay about some ULM football. Oh, so that's right, football. totally. Let's do it. No, uh, so I have some football-related questions. If I may, if okay, I may, do it. ULM mentioned. ULM there mentioned. Go. There you go. The favorite thing. No, I have a few things for Jay because I mean he is uh, the first ever college football player that we've ever had on the podcast, right? That is true. Yes, Yay! correct. Yeah. So congrats to, to Jay. Thank you for coming on the podcast, of course. I'm patting myself on the back. There Way you go. go. Uh-huh. Unless, unless Ryan Nanny secretly played for Florida at some point. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> unless Ryan Nanny did, or maybe Lucy from Iowa, she played Powder Puff. Who yeah, knows? Lucy might have, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> so who knows? I have a couple of different things I want to mention. Jay, I had a dream a few weeks ago. I know you've been trying to become a coach and I had a dream a few weeks ago and I had a kind of like a premonition of your coaching career. Now I I wanted to do this, but I want to get your permission first. We ask coaches or whatever to weigh rivalry trophies or anything like that. And, and one coach that is very, very, you know, responsive to us, like almost immediately does it is the coach from Idaho coach Eck. Um, He is very, very, responsive so i had like a premonition like if we were to tweet from the committee's account it's like hey coach eck uh give jay arnold like you know <laughs> assistant defensive line coach uh, an interview or something like that are you are you okay moving to idaho possibly working in the kibbe dome i would love to work in the kibbe dome uh yeah. that would that would be fantastic i'm not super familiar with the palouse like that area of Idaho and, and Washington. But uh, I, I feel like it'd be a, a lot of fun to go up there. I have driven through uh, Coeur d'Alene one time. So that was uh, that's my like northern Idaho experience. 
we did find out in a recent episode that we could rent the KV Dome for a surprisingly cheap amount of money as long as it didn't conflict with Iowa, Idaho football dates and, and, and some like jazz and some jazz festivals. And a jazz festival. <laughs> so we realized that we could, you know, we could rent it out. So, and and yep. we actually have someone in the Discord who is an quote unquote an Iowa booster. He definitely has his name on a wall somewhere there. You mean an Idaho booster? And then yes. Idaho, same thing. Iowa, Idaho. We di- there's probably an Iowa booster <laughs> in the Discord too. Same Almost thing, certainly. Same thing, Iowa, Idaho. Oh my god! Do not cut that, Jordan. Whatever. Please. I got I got dragged so bad today for 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 not knowing or not saying who um, Jackie Stewart Jackie Stewart was. Oh, I got, I got dragged so fucking hard. I got that dragged. For, I got dragged for saying that Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like I didn't even say the dude's <laughs> name. They kind of look like Nick Saban. I just called him the guy on the left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you mean yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber? I was like, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know musical theater. I apologize. Jordan, what made yours worse is at the same time you're tweeting that out, in the Discord, like three of us were saying, hey, that's Jackie Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) I was, okay. My defense, I didn't have the audio on because I just heard him say something of like, I had just heard Martin go, oh, I'm going to try to talk to Con Cruz. They told me not to talk to him, but it never stops me before. And like, I hit mute to do something. And then I just saw a little old dude get like body slammed by Roger Federer's security detail. I didn't see who it was. I, I love that Jackie Seward just did not care at all about the the barriers. And he was like, oh, you want to talk to Roger? I'll go get him. I'll go get and him, just, yeah. Oh, just excuse, excuse me, Roger. Roger, excuse me, excuse me, Roger. And just getting bodied by this large dude. It worked, too. It did. Martin yeah. got him for like 10 seconds. It was beautiful. Oh, man, all what right. a moment. <laughs> all right, let's, let's go to some more football questions after that. So... I just want to know that get in the mindset uh, of, of a player here. So you're, you're, you got Lamar coming up. What is the team's motivation? Like, is it like, let's beat them as fast as possible. So everybody gets to play. Or is it like, let's, you know, uh, we need to focus and just, it's, uh, we got to don't take every opponent lightly or anything like that. Yeah. It's uh, the way you're supposed to look at it is you, you can't overlook any opponent. And that's what we'll say in interviews. And that's what we'll say, you know, if anybody asks us our mindset uh, going into a non-conference game against uh, like an FCS team. And I mean, the worst fear as always is, is having a, a replication of, you know, App State, Michigan, uh, where your school loses to an FCS team. But it, it's really, like you said, you're trying to, end the game as quickly as possible and, and get out of reach and get everybody playing time. Uh, not just so everybody gets a chance to get on the field, but also so like your starters don't get hurt in kind of a, a meaningless game. And then, I mean, honestly, it's the way those games work. It's just kind of a, it's, it's a little bit of a slog because practice leading up to it, the, the coaches are on you so hard to like stay focused and locked in, like don't take anybody lightly. But I mean, sometimes you see it on film where, Things are happening that just don't necessarily happen at the uh, SEC level, uh, and it's like, I mean, we're really, we're really doing this, huh? <laughs> every, every once in a while, I see those games, and I you you see the idea of like playing down to your opponent. And there are some teams where you no, start noticing because the other team is doing some things that aren't, you know, those things that you don't usually expect from higher end opponents. The better teams start like cutting slight corners and start not looking as good, and then they end up like, tripping over their own dicks for that very reason. Yeah, it's it's like a uh, it's like a fight, right? Where like if somebody's like super unorthodox and like not necessarily technically sound, 
uh, they can still catch somebody just because like punches and, and kicks are coming from weird angles. And you're like, what is this guy even doing? And it doesn't make sense from a technical aspect, but you can still get caught. And I mean, that, that happens to, to teams in, in football as well. This is the only time I ever beat my wife in tennis. She played tennis in high school and her, and she's like, we should go play tennis sometimes. Like, okay, cool. And I'm just, I'm so bad at it that I was winning because she's like, you're not supposed to do that. She's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just hitting the ball wherever. And it was, it was fucking with her. Same problem. I totally get that. (laughs) Well, it's like you, you get to a certain level of competition and you're used to your opponents, like reacting certain ways. And when somebody doesn't, it throws you off a hundred percent. That's, I mean, that's what I'm just curious about the mindset there. So, I mean, that's, I figured it was something like that, but just to have the the point of view where you're saying like, Hey, you're not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> it's messing me up. So, I mean, like maybe playing like a, a weird triple option team, or then you see somebody like running the oop de oop or something. And you're like, what are you doing over here? And this is not how it's supposed to work. And it just catches you off guard. And hopefully you can adjust quickly. You, you should, right? Theoretically, you should, but I mean, sometimes it's hard. I mean, it's uh, it's muscle memory, right? Where you're so used to doing things a certain way, it can you're you're almost getting into a bad habit uh, oh. in order to to play better, right? <laughs> against against an opponent that's that's kind of not executing the way they're supposed to. Mish, uh, is there any reason, perhaps, that you were asking about buy games? <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> we'll get to it. Oh, no. My next, my next question, <laughs> my next question here again. I, I again, first player on the podcast. I'm, I'm trying out interviewing people, which is weird. I, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I, I tried to do weird this. You're unorthodox asking interview questions. That's right. I'm unorthodox. I tried to do this like when I went to the New Mexico State Florida International game and interview like people like a man on the street, and I had no idea what I was doing. I tried to get Pistol Pete to give me a score prediction, and he wouldn't. But uh, <laughs> it didn't work out. Shout out to my friend Andrew who uh, bought the microphone and, and whatever to try to do that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say shout out to my friend Pistol Pete. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> hey, we're, we're friends. We, we, you know, we hung out with him at the, uh, well, the committee hung out with him after the end of the uh, Motor City mm-hmm. Bowl. So, um, so in your years at a um, your first year there, you're a freshman, and your quarterback is Johnny Football a year after the Heisman. And then your second year there, the quarterback is Kenny Trill Hill. Yeah. The September Heisman after that crazy first opening game against South Carolina where you won like 52-28. What were like the differences in their personalities, if there were any? And what was the difference? <laughs> <laughs> what were the differences in the locker room mentality? Because Johnny, you know, just won the Heisman. And then 2013, he, he maybe, maybe a little got a little overboard i guess uh that year i don't know i don't I, I'm, I'm being delicate here uh and then kenny like he got out to a hot start but then just like couldn't duplicate it yeah uh i mean it's uh so playing with johnny football was was kind of a, a wild experience right the other thing about that team is like you had mike evans and jake matthews on that squad too so there were there were some dudes on that offense uh it was not good as a defensive player uh, because our defense was absolutely terrible in 2013. Uh, I was I was playing in games as a true freshman, and uh, it's okay for guys like uh, Miles Garrett to come in and play as true freshman, but for guys like Jay Arnold to come and play as a true freshman, uh, <laughs> there, there's usually some depth issues on the roster. 
but practicing against like Johnny and those guys, first of all, you're not allowed to hit the quarterback in practice. Uh, there's always an early whistle and it's funny. Cause like you're practicing against the guy and, and the coach blows the whistle and, it, and Johnny is always like, yeah, you know, that wouldn't have been a, a sack in the, in a real game. Right. <laughs> he's, talking, he's talking trash to you oh yeah like, oh yeah <laughs> love it, oh, love, it. Right, but, love it i mean you kind of you kind of want that competitive nature from your quarterbacks right like you, yeah. you want a guy that's kind of uh a little brash and i mean uh you know when kenny came in and started uh the next season uh obviously we had the the big win against south carolina that was a a, a great game for us i felt like we kind of broke steve spurrier uh, I think I think you did, yeah. yeah I, I, he was... didn't retire too much longer after that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I will give you credit for that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I like to think that was all me personally, but okay. it's probably not accurate. Give you credit. Uh, we'll give you credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. credit no, but I mean, I'm, Johnny definitely had a little bit more confidence just because he already won the Heisman, and that there's you're kind of stepping into a role, whatever you're uh, filling that guy's shoes, and you know, I think. Kenny had some. Uh, there's a lot of pressure there stepping into that role after after a guy like Johnny leaves, and you know, as as I think, I mean, I love Kenny. Like I, I still talk to him on occasion. He's a uh, coaching now at uh, Incarnate Word. Oh, awesome. uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Yep, yep. He's there, and uh, I'm Connor McQueen, who is also on these A and M teams, is there. Awesome. Uh, so I have a few connections at that on that staff, but uh, it's a. Uh, it's just so hard when somebody has been so good for a program that you have, and then you have to come in and kind of follow in their footsteps. And I mean, people were just ready to to crown him after that South Carolina game. I think that probably uh, hurt Kenny as well, but I mean, he, he ended up going and transferring to TCU uh, and, and had a, had a pretty good career there at, yeah, at the sure. Horn Frogs. He had, a, he had a great career for TCU. Yeah. And uh, you know, like, like I said, I mean, it's football is tough, especially the quarterback position where it's just like a there's so much on your shoulders. Uh, and especially when you're a young guy, I mean, it's it's an incredible amount of pressure. So uh, it's uh, definitely a little bit of a difference in attitude. But I mean, that's to be expected when somebody's kind of a larger than life personality like Johnny Menzel was watching him come back and play uh, fan controlled football was one of the. It was such a weird, just a weird thing to watch, especially because one of my favorite college players, Quentin Flowers out of, help me here, South USF, Florida, South Florida USF, yeah. was, was in that league and absolutely just making everyone else look stupid because, because I didn't realize until I was doing some research, he holds both the single season passing and rushing record at USF. Yeah. Like does. both because he yeah. was insane. He was. And, yeah, and 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 watching him do that on fan controlled football was mwah. he had good play callers. Oh, he did. Oh, I was I was yeah. punching in those plays. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. definitely. <laughs> bomb, 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 bomb. Four verts every time. Every time. <laughs> they're gonna do fan controlled basketball, and I just I'm just gonna be like pushing like three pointer from the edge, from the edge, from the edge. Heave, 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 yep. heave. Mm -hmm. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm just running pick and roll, high screens. <laughs> All, all the God. time, backdoor cut, backdoor cut. No, <laughs> you so much. Nobody, nobody's gonna pick it. It's just gonna be me picking that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you mentioned Miles Garrett playing it as a freshman alongside yourself. What was that like? Like, I mean, you know, 
you get to say that awesome story down the line whenever you have a family. Hey, I played on the defensive line with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. What was that like in person? Like in like, I mean, he's a freshman. You're you're essentially uh, were you a freshman sophomore at the time. Uh, yeah, I was a sophomore at the time. Uh, and to answer the question, I mean, it's there. There are very few times where somebody steps on a field and you know immediately that they're special. Uh, Miles was one of those guys. I mean, the first time that he comes onto the field at uh, like in, in summer workouts where we're doing just kind of like walkthroughs, learning the playbook. And he like takes off after one of the running backs uh, and like runs him down from behind. And it's like, all right, well, this is this is interesting. Uh, and it's I mean, just the way like watching him in one on one pass rush was was so much fun because he he could bend in ways that other guys just didn't have he had a certain bend whenever he was rushing the passer and uh, that's one of the things that i think is kind of underrated in his game is he was a a a pretty technical guy uh in addition to all his his athletic gifts like he was doing things technically well at at a level you didn't really see necessarily now i mean there's so many specialized camps and everything but you know back in back in 2014 there weren't as many uh lineman gurus out there in the internet teaching people how to actually rush the passer technically uh, and and kind of just seeing him go to work was wild uh especially as as a true freshman like he was i mean it's it's got to be just crazy like this, this dude's like right next to me like this guy's <laughs> insane i mean did it help you out though like i mean he gets all the double teams and you get all the one-on-ones yeah i mean so like when i was my sophomore year when I was playing three tech and, and lining up next to him, teams were definitely just kind of already kind of recognizing what he was as a player and, and, and opening that did open up opportunities for me, but it, by the same token, it's kind of like you look at it on film and I'm like, God, I'm, I am so much worse than he is at football. <laughs> it's, it's so rough to watch film like that and just be like, be like Oh no. Oh, uh, he is, he is just faster. And Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it's faster, stronger, better uh, in just about every conceivable way. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, like you said, though, it is cool to kind of look back on that and be like, yeah, I, I I was on the field next to a number one overall draft pick at Texas A&M. That's cool. That's cool. And he, and he wasn't coming at your head trying to make you look no. dumb, so even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I did have to practice against those guys on the offensive line that were also first-rounders, though. That's like, true. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, I'm sure, man. Those, those guys, I mean, I mean... Jake Matthews and Cedric Abwehi and, oh and Jermaine Fetty and... <laughs> yeah, just, like, practicing against those guys, which, I mean, I'm not a big guy at all. Like, I'd, I'd be lucky to be, like, a slot receiver my size, but, like, just seeing, like, the big dudes go against each other is just something that I, it, I truly appreciate, but I'll never understand because I, I'm not that big of a guy at, at all. So I have a huge appreciation for the trenches battle uh, between the O-line and D-line. Yeah, it, it was not fun my first time as a, <laughs> as a freshman when I, like, moved inside for a little bit my freshman year. Uh, and I was very undersized to be playing 30 technique. I think I was, like, 265, 270, oh. uh, which is was pretty light for the position. And I'm uh, having to take on a double team with, with Jarvis Harrison and, and Jake Matthews and just getting absolutely <laughs> blown off the ball. Oh, it's no. like, all right, well, this is uh, – this is oh. life. How it goes now? <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's the way baseball go. Oh, oh God. It's like, yeah. 
So we talked about the small schools versus the big schools. So now, you know, Kamish is a, a ULM homer here. Uh, in your time at AM, you guys had a really close call with ULM in Kyle Field. Do you remember the game at all? Or I do, uh, mostly because we wore throwback jerseys for that game that were awesome. Uh, and I actually have my you got my to keep throwback. the jersey. Yeah, I do. I have that one shadow box and frame. So I think some uh, of your fans were not pleased with those jerseys because they seem to make y'all play bad. Yeah, it's, it's weird how that kind of works. I mean, I'm sure it didn't have anything to do with the fact that we're just kind of fell apart mid-season and we're already playing bad before the the jerseys. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a lot closer than it should have been. I think it rained as yeah, well. It was, it was an ugly game. Like so, it, it was, was just kind of disgusting. And uh, <laughs> I mean. That's the kind of football that we love to watch. Yeah, here I think, but uh, it, it was uh, it was one of those games where it kind of like we were on the field. It felt like we were in control, but it it was kind of a little bit nerve wracking just because of how close it was, and obviously the offense was was struggling to get going, and the weather didn't help with that. So it was uh, yeah, we uh. It was one of the games where, like, after when we go out to Northgate, the, the fans were kind of like, yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty bad performance. I'm not sure if you should be out here at the bar. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I never thought about that. Oh, shit. Oh, that's I, I was, I was going to ask about that, but you already brought it up. So I was oh, going to be like, no. how were the fans treating you after the close call? Because, honestly, I am upset at the ULM head coach. It's, it's like six minutes and 45 seconds left in the fourth quarter. You're down 21 16 you're at AM's 40 yard line and you punt ah uh, oh you cowards punt. right I'm, to jail i am furious at that um was there like a sigh of relief when they decided to punt yeah we were we were very happy with that decision we were actually talking about that on the defense like i can't believe they punted that away uh, I, uh, i'm so mad at that i'm like you're a tiny punt. you're tiny ulm like when they played they they went to OT with Florida State, and they tried to kick the, the extra point in OT. I'm like, no, go for two. You're tiny, you are love. And then they missed the extra point and lose. It's just, I mean, like, uh, then the offense, like, strings together, like, an 11-play clock-eating drive. Uh, ULM gets the ball back on, like, the 11-yard line, and you were able to get them uh, four, four downs, and that was it. They didn't really move the ball that time at all and able to walk away with the win. Uh, nobody buying you drinks at the bar that night, right? No, I mean it was it was still a better reception than we got after losing to Alabama fifty-nine to nothing, but Oh yeah. Uh, that's... Okay. It's uh it was not a it was not a warm reception. But it's cool that you get the throwback. Speaking of like, you know, you did win the Peach Bowl with with Johnny Football and AM. Did you get one of those fancy Peach Bowl rings that we see that they tweet now? But did did they have those back then when you were playing? We so we did not get rings. Uh we got oh. like they gave us like a fossil watch. No. It wasn't like a peach ball champion. Oh, uh, come on. I also lost that watch in like <laughs> within like three weeks of having it. Yeah, and I never, I never wore watches, and I like took it off to wash my hands at a bar. And that's a college kid uh, thing. Yeah, why would you have a college kid a watch? Come on. Yeah. So if if you have oh, if you're not a Texas A&M athlete and you have a 2013 peach ball watch and you'd like to send it back to me, uh, I would gratefully accept it. Fine. Let's find Jay. Jay's watch. Let's let somebody sign Boogie Night, and then find also, Jay's watch. I also lost my Liberty Bowl watch in pretty much the same way. 
another watch. I'm giving you guys watches. You guys kept getting watches. This seems Man. like it should just be a public service announcement to bowl games to stop giving athletes yeah, watches. Yeah, I mean, definitely. We're not the most. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't have the best memories, right? Like I've been in the trenches, getting hit in the head. So I don't. I don't know why you're gonna think that I'm gonna remember to put my watch back on after I take it off to wash my hands. <laughs> So the other thing you've been doing is send Jay away on Twitter, where for the AM off week, you put out a list of all the games that are played that week at all levels of college football down to D3 or whatever, and basically go, okay, we'll go head to head. Do you hate me for pushing you to, to South Dakota School of Mines? Or are you excited about that? No, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the trip. Okay, uh, I'm glad. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of thought that it would end up winning uh, whenever... Uh, y'all got involved, and and that ten like that was uh, a pretty good premonition there. I was obviously trying. last year. Last year it was West Virginia, and I mean, you know, Smoking Musket was was pretty heavily involved in that one. Yeah. Uh, and I had an absolute blast uh, going to Morgantown. Flew into Pittsburgh, drove down seventy nine, and it was fall. Got to see the beautiful fall colors. Which, if you know anything about Houston, we don't have seasons, so I don't no, get to no. see the the leaves change. Uh, that part alone was worth the trip. Uh, but, I mean, that was a fantastic time. And then this year, I mean, there were games like Penn State at Ohio State, uh, Michigan at Michigan State. There were some fantastic games in there. But I'm going to Rapid City, South Dakota, uh, to, to see the Hard Rockers yes. uh, play football and, and tailgate at the game because the wonderful O'Hara Stadium uh, has a tiered like bowl where you can drive up to watch the game. And I, I'm just, I'm pumped about it. Uh, also looking forward to like, I'm driving up from Houston, by the way. I don't, I don't know if I said that. Like, no, I, 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 19 hours. 19. <laughs> it's, well, yeah, uh, it'll be 19 from San Antonio because I mapped it out last year because I want to go to this place too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will say that I was pushing for the red field. Um, that, that was me and, and Jordan was all hard rocker. So, uh, yeah, we had, we had I, lost, a nation, I lost at the end. We had a house divided in a house divided. Yeah. Yes. I didn't win. Yeah. Cheney would have been really interesting too. I, I don't even know how I would have got, to, to had to be a Washington. flight to like Spokane yeah, I would have, or something. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. And I, I don't particularly love flying, not because like I get any anxiety about flying. Uh, it's just flights are not made for uh, college football sized people. Yeah, uh, I can totally get that. Like airplanes, airplanes are not my favorite place to be. Uh, just because I'm like, I'm always like worried that I'm taking up too much of the seat. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like bend away from whoever I'm sitting next to as much as I can. And it, it's just a whole thing that that driving, I don't really have to experience that. Except for in a, you're in a Ford Fiesta with three other dudes. <laughs> packed full of meat. <laughs> It was a Ford Fusion, but Fiesta oh, Fusion, my bad, my bad. the Fiesta is even better picture in my head because that's the hatchback, like egg yeah. looking car. Well, now I have my Subaru Outback, so I'm all right. Uh, oh okay. yeah, there you go. You're good. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Even though they didn't give you a free Subaru, we tried. Yeah, we tried. I thought Mazda was really going to come through there for a little bit, but they, uh, they I guess flirted. they got cold feet. They, they flirted and zoom zoomed away. Yeah, it was a soft offer. How dare they! Before we go on to our next thing, Jay, you want to shout out all your stuff that you do? Yeah, it's uh, kind of a handful of, of things. Uh, probably doing too much, but that's okay. Uh, I know that everyone online probably gets annoyed by my uh, constant plugging, uh, but I have to do it to, to keep paying the bills. Oh, yeah, I got my uh, 
my newsletter, uh, Barbecue Bets and Beats, uh, which is a barbecue joint. Poor sports betting advice because I'm a terrible gambler, but sports betting is all the rage now, uh, especially among Alabama baseball. Uh, so I figured I'd uh, keep get that another up. get another plug in. Uh, yeah, uh, and then uh, <laughs> you I have to. Believe, I can't believe that happened on Pete Rose Way in Cincy. <laughs> Come on, man! Come on! And then the beats is is music. Read so uh, that's uh, just you know kind of three things to kick off your weekend. Uh, so that that's at jarnold.substack.com. Uh, then I also do a little bit of content for uh, Apollo Media here in Houston. Uh, my full time job now is with Pocket Talk Fest. Hey. Uh, yeah, we are attempting to put on a sports festival in Houston in April of 2024, uh, and it's going to be. I mean. I'm pretty excited about it. I can't like go into all the details yet, but uh, the name comes from the Mesoamerican ball game, uh, Pocket Talk, which is a uh, pretty cool inspiration because we didn't want to just call it Houston Sports Fest. That's kind of boring. Uh, but I'm going to be doing a lot of content there. Uh, kind of some some interesting stuff. Like I talked about the rules to underwater rugby on uh, yeah. Pocket Talk the other day, which was wild to watch. I watched that for like three hours, just mesmerizing. With Apollo, I also have the Get Back po- Coach podcast, uh, where we are kind of uh, all of college football. And then now I'm also doing a, a, a Texas A&M specific podcast with uh, Dave Campbell's here in Texas. Uh, oh, awesome! Called Aggie Warpod. Nice. Uh, so that's uh, it's a it's a full slate. I'm sure I'm gonna like be dying this fall when I'm doing all of this, and also attempting to do like the road trip to Rapid City, but. It's going to be a, uh, it's fun. And I mean, obviously if you want to follow any of those, I appreciate the support, but uh, I also completely understand if you need to mute me because I plug these a little bit too much. <laughs> uh, Jay, I'm, I'm kind of asking on behalf of Jordan here, cause I know he's too professional to put you on the spot like this, but uh, at the festival, could we run a core ball setup? I was just going to ask, I'm saying, you know, core ball <laughs> is, is the new American sport. I think, I think we're going to have core ball. Hell yeah. I, I think Corfball mentioned. I think that like because we want to have like all kinds of sports going on. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's talk about like we want to do as much as we can. Like cornhole, uh drone racing, esports. I mean, we're gonna have basically anything we can in there. Uh we we have our uh, our expertise to lend from watching and going insane for the world games last summer. Yeah, that is. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. our our knowledge is about the world games. Yes, we, the, we're very good I mean, at that. We, maybe we can get some orienteering around Rice's campus. Uh, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, like I'll be I'll be in there playing I'll be in there playing uh, floorball goalie. So I'll be on my knees in a in a bodysuit with no stick. What is that? Then, that one? The the big volleyball fistball fistball fist yeah, like fist on ball. the on the field outside. Yeah. And I then, think maybe we can get like just like a good tetherball setup. Yeah. Uh, maybe some like arrow dodgeball. I don't know if y'all have seen that. Like it's archery dodgeball where they like Ooh. put pads on the the arrows and you shoot them at each other. It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god, that sounds like a but, blast. Yeah. So Pocket Talk is the one that actually pays my bills. So that that is the okay. one that I probably need to plug the most. Okay. Uh, good as enough. far as noted. As far as like, yeah. Uh, my my that's my full time job now. So. Uh, I kind of need to make sure that that works. <laughs> I mean, we're we're obviously all on board to uh, slightly modify 
the quote that made Kamish famous. All sports is good sports because it's sports. Mm-hmm. It's true. As they sp- say in sports, let's do that sports. Let's do those sports. <laughs> right. All, all corf is good corf. <laughs> uh, before I go into my little thing for tonight, I do want to mention that we do have our Patreon up. We have our Discord going. And we got a store going. If you all want more merch, different merch, yell at us. Right now, our In This House poster has been our big seller. Love it. Keep telling us. Also, if you are already in the Discord, head into the Signals Committee room. We are dropping images from this conversation in the chat with no context, so you can figure out what we're talking about later on. Hey, guys, what do you know about Eurovision? So, Kamish, Kamish and Pit Girl, I know, know very little. Jay, you, when I said it earlier, you were like, I know what this is. Jay, what's your background with Eurovision? Uh, I really liked the the Will Ferrell movie about the Eurovision uh, contest. That's a great start. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, if seen that. Uh, but uh, there is one of my friends like does a Eurovision thread every year. I think uh, his name's Travis, and I, I'm not, I'm not sure if I can find him on Twitter. I can't remember what his actual what his at is, and I don't want to out him at don't this dox. point. But, don't uh, don't dox him. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, so it's like one of the in, most insane like contests that I've ever seen. And it's like so theatrical and, you know, the music's actually like some of it's fantastic, Uh, but it's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. I am not qualified to be a judge like some people are uh, because like some people get really upset about uh, some of the songs and the performances. Uh, I'm just, you know, I hope everyone does their best and has fun. So Pit Girl and Kamish, besides what you've heard some of us talk about, what do you have any connection to this at all? I know Riverdance got famous because of Eurovision. Okay. I know about the Latvian song from last year because it hit it huge on TikTok yes. for obvious reasons. I don't eat meat. I eat, I veggies, eat veggies and and Yep. Yes. Veggies <laughs> and Italian crowd shouts. Yes. <laughs> I know ABBA won Eurovision at some point. Uh yeah. Kamish is making a face. Can I say the full line and then you can bleep it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I'll do I'll do his voice too. Instead of meat, I eat veggies and p- yeah. <laughs> That's the opening line. Uh, what's the second line though? That did really, really well. I like them both TikTok, fresh, like them both juicy. Thank you. <laughs> did not make the finals. Yeah, lost oh, wow. the semifinals. So oh, wow. lost in the semis. Okay. So so let's talk I'm gonna give you a little bit of background. I'm gonna give you guys a couple of videos and songs. We're gonna listen a little bit. So basically Eurovision started in 1956. Think of this as a way to mend Europe after World War II. <laughs> Would you believe who hosted the first one? Who's the it most Switzerland? Ne- the most neutral country you can think of. Yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, that's right. You have to be in the European Broadcasting Area Union area to be eligible. This includes places as far out as like Israel, Morocco, Kazakhstan, and Algeria. Uh, they haven't participated, but Kazakhstan does participate in Junior Eurovision, which is also a thing. It's like under 15 Eurovision. And doesn't doesn't Israel like actually participate in Eurovision? Yes, they win. Okay. Australia is also part of it. They're not part Why? of the European Broadcasting Union. They just really like Eurovision. They invited them one year and then like a guest that just sort of sleeps on your couch, they never left. <laughs> <laughs> this is apparently the last year of their contract. They might not be back next year, but they're they're kind of just here now. They love they love it. Yeah, uh, Eurovision. Like have a, good Aussie vibes. Oh yeah. Oh, and they bring it. They bring the vibes because they go real hard on this. Uh, 
Eurovision averages about 180 million viewers a year around the world. The Super Bowl, for comparison, at its best, hits about 110. Eurovision maxed out at 220 million one year. It is huge in everywhere but the United States. I got into it because I had a government prof in college from Ireland who mentioned it as sort of a good blueprint for what is considered to be Europe. You can track by who wins and where the votes go by what people consider to be European because as the Balkan countries became independent, they started winning more. And then mm. you had countries like Serbia who won their first time out. Turkey for a while was very into Eurovision. They ended up dropping out for some other reasons. But yeah, there's a big geopolitical thing around mm. it too, which is fascinating. So you get to pick one song as a country and you can choose it sort of however you want. Each country has its own way to do it. Some places have very elaborate contests. Sweden's is very famously elaborate melody festival. And some just have the country pick it. Uh, when Belarus was still doing this, Belarus was just sort of like, pick the person to go. My favorite Belarus song was a song called I Love Belarus, which really... <laughs> Believe it or not, did not make the final. Did not. <laughs> it was a good song, though. Still How my, could they still, exclude a banger like that? Still on my playlist. I, I love Belarus. I'm pretty sure they spent mind. the entire GDP on the amount of pyro they used in that one song. <laughs> so much pyro. <laughs> and these, like I said... And some places they'll actually like pick the singer and the song separately. It just depends. Each country has its own way. I mean, even like tiny little San Marino who participates every year has their own little contest too. It's, it's all very involved. Jordan, did I, did I tell you how many uh, artists were in the San Marino competition this year? No. How many? 110. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the first thing is you don't actually have to be part of the country to be nominated for it. So usually these singers have some connection to the country, but like a lot of Azerbaijan's groups have been like, they live in London, but is they're this, Azeri. And so. Is this why you say that the flow riders from San Marino? I, th I threw this on here. Yeah. We'll watch, oh, okay. we'll watch a little flow rider, <laughs> flow rider representing for San Marino. Yeah. Didn't Celine Dion participate in Eurovision at one point for as well? Switzerland, yes. Okay. And she's this very is much like not the Swiss. other thing that I know about, about Eurovision. She's not even Miss Canadian. She's French Canadian. I, I think the only thing I really know about Eurovision is like they're singing involved. And then there was this one dude playing the saxophone. Uh, really I got that well. one, and, got and that one too. Like, there, there was just like a gif of the saxophone guy. And I don't know where it was from, but that's like the most popular, popular saxophone playing gif on Twitter, apparently. So here are the rules. You have to have the song cannot be published basically between, before a certain date preceding the contest. So it has to be a Usually new song. September 30th. Yeah. The song can be no longer than three minutes. You can sing in any language. It used to be that you had to sing in an official language of your country, but English speaking countries were winning a ton. Like Malta won a bunch for a while. And if Malta's winning your contest, you've probably fucked up somehow. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not here for this Maltese hate. I know. No, I really the, enjoyed the Maltese Falcon. The lead singer has to perform vocals live. All vocal support for the lead has to be performed live. It used to be, they had to be on stage, which led to these situations where You'd have the lead singer and then like darkness in the corners with people singing like in the from the dark. <laughs> but they let you be off stage now. And it used to be that all backups had to be live be live as well. But during COVID, they changed that. So now basically you can sing like you have recorded backups, but they can't be backups to the lead. You can't have any plugged in instruments. Most instrumental stuff is not performed live because the way the show works. There's only about 45 seconds between each song. It is the most efficient show you've ever seen. They move. Back in the, like 90s, the, the, 
the Chick-fil-A drive-thru of shows. Yeah, exactly right. Because <laughs> like whenever they show the the in-between sets, it's amazing because they're just like throwing shit on stage as fast as they can. <laughs> like a NASCAR pit stop. Exactly right. I, uh-huh. I've gone back and watched since like the year 2000. Mm-hmm. I've only seen them have to delay because of a set uh, not getting off stage in time once. And that was Ireland in 2021. And that was because yeah. theirs was stupidly elaborate. It was it was way too complicated. And, and they didn't make the finals either. No. So, so that was like the Minnesota Vikings missing their draft pick. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I'm just choosing they, to believe this. This is the Olympics for Brodies. Also, uh, no, no more than six people on stage, no live animals, and no being naked. Uh, and I Did will the, add, do, are the I no live animals and no being naked rules were they instituted because someone did something, or no, has that been the so- rules for the from the jump? No, it was the rules from the jump, but someone did try to break them. Uh, Belarus 2016. Do crimes. They submitted, because you have to submit your staging documents. And there said, the lead singer will be on stage, completely naked, surrounded by eight wolves. <laughs> and they said, Ivan, you cannot do this. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it just ended up okay. being half naked on a giant screen, howling along with a wolf projected on the screen as well. Yes. So I, I, I kind of wish that would have happened now. So the way this, the way the contest works is you vote. The biggest rule is you cannot vote for your own country. That's the, that's the only huge rule. The vote split into two groups. One, each country has a national jury, basically music professionals from your country, and they vote on their favorite songs. And then everyone else in the country you know, calls in, texts in, and you can vote on what song you want to be the best. No matter how big your country is, from Germany that has a population of 83 million to San Bruno, which has a population of 34,000, your top vote getter gets 12 points. Deuce point. And then 10, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So your top 10 songs that your country votes for get points. And they count up all the countries, and that's how you know who wins. Uh, and and just, to, just to add, they've changed it slightly for this year. Now the semifinals are, there's no juries, it's just fan voting. And people from America can vote now because there is a separate country that is rest of world. Yes. We can finally vote. We are, we are, we are finally franchised. Yay. Eurovision with representation. It used to be that every, that every country made to the finals, but once the Soviet union split up and the Balkans split up, there were too many countries. So they started having semifinals where you'd have to qualify except for the big five. There are five countries who pay the most, so they get to go to the finals no matter what. That is Germany, France, the UK, Italy, and Spain. And so you, that, may be, you may be worried. Uh, these five countries get a bye to the finals. Isn't that an unfair advantage? So that's luckily the it is these five. five but yeah. luckily it is these five countries who uh, are not very good at Eurovision anymore. Traditionally the worst, yeah. They traditionally do very poorly. So they're, <laughs> they're the power five that, that just makes like the independence bowl. It's mm-hmm. like if Vandy, Rutgers, uh, Cal, and name two others got an automatic <laughs> invite to the college football Texas playoffs. A&M? No, no, I don't do that you said yourself, it, not me. I said Vandy. I we said Vandy. We need ACT. another. <laughs> oh, Wake Forest? Yeah. Oh, don't hate on the Deacons. Uh, so the team, the, the team, the country that's won the most is Ireland with seven times, but Sweden has a chance to catch them this year. They have had six, and this, this year they're actually favored. Luxembourg is fifth with only five times, but they haven't competed in like 30 years. And then a lot of countries have won once. Like I said, Serbia's was the most interesting because they won their first year, whereas Portugal had been doing it for like 40 years and finally won in 2017. So we have a long stretch here of things. 
So I'm uh, seeing Luxembourg hadn't won since 1983. They haven't uh, competed since like 85, I think. Okay. Yeah, so. they, they, they dropped out and then they made some noise about coming back, but they decided not to. Oh, man. Okay. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Mm-hmm. So become Ireland Luxembourg. hasn't won since 1996. Are they Nebraska? Yes. <laughs> because they actually haven't been relevant in quite a while. Ooh, and then Nebraska lost in Ireland. Oh, it's tying all together. Oh. Mm. Ireland also has some ties to Virginia Tech because they do have a screaming turkey. Happy Scott Frost Day. So I'm going to start with a little bit that we all know of. And this okay. is Abba's Waterloo. This might be the most 70s things you've seen in a long time. So this was sort of the quintessential, everyone thinks about Eurovision, this is it. Now, what you'll notice is they're not really dancing. They're kind of just standing there. And for a long time, this was the acceptable thing. You sort of just stood there and you danced. But this is a great song. And it won big and sort of launched ABBA to international fame. The reason Mamma Mia exists is because of this performance. And so that's cute and fun. We could could blame them for that movie? Yes. Hey, that's a good movie. (laughs) Mamma Mia. I do love Pierce Brosnan. So then, guys, we have to start talking about what it became. And I'm not going to show you a lot of early stuff because, honestly... The, the modern time of Eurovision, starting in about 2003, was when it really got campion over the top. And the performances got bigger and bigger. We're going to start with a favorite of mine. This is Lordi from Finland. This is a group that is a hard rock group from Finland. Finland often sends black metal or hard rock groups. That's their yeah, thing. So, so there's a couple countries where you can, you can pretty much guess what they're going to send. We'll get to some of them in a little bit. Finland, you can always sort of guess they're going to send something metalish. So this is a Hard Rock Hallelujah by Lordi. Uh, all the performances always start with a little cute little like intro. Hard rock, oh my god! And so he's wearing a demon costume with a Finnish hat, top hat, and they're loving this. I, I will add that second place this year was a shirtless Russian teen heart drop. Oh yeah, this one, guys, by the way. This one. Honestly, fair. I'm just imagining Terry Botas loving this oh, yeah. shit right here. Oh, you know he's blasting this. Uh, Mr. Lordy, the, the head singer of Lordy, still tours to this day. Why do they all look like side characters from Star Trek? They do look like that, don't they? Lots of pyro. You'll notice also his boots are about like six inch heels. Oh my God. That's They're some, great. That's some, that's some crazy platform shoes. Yeah. Platforms are more comfortable, so there. I'm just impressed that the guy that's drumming for them with that mask is able to keep the rhythm that well. My well, God, see, and so, uh, say also remember that the instruments aren't really mic'd because they can't play them live. So it's the band playing it for sure, like the recording. But because they have to set up so fast, they don't have time to set up the actual stuff. And so 
this song was sort of the, one of the first ones I remember from Eurovision going like, this is weird. Is this is like Kiss, but more so? <laughs> uh, okay. So one thing that this lets me bring up is there's commentary during this if you have a specific country speed. They don't do it during the actual songs, they'll do it in between songs to basically explain what the heck you just saw. And the French commentators uh, for the song were like, huh, they'll go to the zoo, but they'll never win. <laughs> and his, his giant wings are coming out. Now notice oh his microphone was also an axe. Just the details are beautiful. Isn't this. it though? This is, I believe, Finland, still Finland's only win. I believe so, yes. <laughs> a little longer because I want you guys to watch the pyro at the end because when the pyro kicks, here we go. <laughs> Everything's on fire. <laughs> like, do they have, like, only 45 seconds to set up this pyro? Yes! Or is it just... No, right? Yes. So, how do... They have a week of rehearsals. That's wild. <laughs> this feels like it came out of an alternate universe pitch perfect. <laughs> that reminds me. Have you guys seen like the, the dwarf metal? Yes. God, I love it. I, I have... I, I want to see them live now. And I just <laughs> missed them in Houston. That was sort of like my first real experience with it. And then I went down the rabbit hole and you realize that every country sort of has their own thing. Now, a lot of times like folk music is really big. They'll go heavy on like the folk and try to be like, oh, like we're going to represent our people. So this is, uh, this is fairy tale by Alexander Rybeck. This was Norway in 2007 or eight, I can't remember which, but this was the highest scoring Eurovision song for a long time until like very recently and they had to change the scoring system to beat it. It's a dude playing fiddle with a bunch of folks dancing around him. But this song is a legit banger. It charted in many European countries. Years ago when I was younger, I kinda liked a girl I knew. He's a kind of cute dude with like big bushy eyebrows. Every time I watch this, I notice a new move that the background dancers do. Yeah, they're, they're all over the place. So this was 2009 when they won? Or? Yeah, 2008, 2009, I can't remember what year, but yeah, they won, okay. or he won. This okay. was in, this was, this uh, edition took place in Russia, and I believe, at the time... Were they doing, like, push-ups in the background? Oh, they, yeah. They, oh, that's some D-Lyman drills, Jay, look! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, here comes ladies now. What's going on? At the time, this this competition set the world record for largest LED screen. Yes. Because yeah, the entire okay. stage backdrop and ceiling is, is one LED screen. So yeah, that's fairy tale. And this was a this was you'll see a lot of people try to be like, oh, we're gonna do something like that's ethnic or part of our culture. I'm gonna show you when that goes a little wrong. Uh, uh -oh. This is a song called uh, We Are Slavic. By Poland. Oh no. Mr. Yes. I'm, I, may have, I may have mispronounced that. But. This, and this was a little different. 
This is one of my favorite entries of all time, just for how un unintentionally camp it is. Okay, it's a giant cube. That was the set that year, that's not... Okay. This was in Denmark. Oh. But this is Poland performing. part yeah it gets it gets uh it gets different and she's gonna be cleaning some clothes now <laughs> with the lowest cut tops you could possibly get oh my yeah why does this remind me of six <laughs> which wife is this out of six <laughs> uh, uh, okay. This pulls the jacket off. Uh, but I should add, the lyrics at this point are about how good Polish girls are at baking. Yeah, I'm sure they are good at baking. <laughs> it's great. And so this is basically what happens when you go cultural but the other direction. I'm trying to get them to cut to the butter churner. We need the butter churner. Oh, there God. she is. There she is. There she is. Oh, my God. He's churning butter. It's uncomfy. Very uncomfy. Oh, no. <laughs> and then cultural dancing again. Yes. This feels like maybe like the, the Polish Destiny's Child a little bit here. <laughs> They're going a little bit, you know, how can you pay my Polish bills? So that's what happens when you go the other direction with it. Polish women are independent. Basically, the next ones I'm going to show you, um, next couple I'm going to show you pretty fast are big winners or stuff that just had caught the sort of the mind of everyone. Uh, the first one is going to be, I'm just going to play a little bit of this one. This is Moldova 2010. Moldova is a tiny country in Europe between Romania and Ukraine, I believe. Mm -hmm. and, right. basic, and, and basically, and it's your favorite uh, VPN destination for the Pac-12 network. It is. That's right. And they hit way above their weight in Eurovision every time. I could there, name there's... my top five favorite Moldovan artists. Yeah. <laughs> and that's saying something. This is there's, Sunstroke Project. There's three countries in Eurovision that just send whatever the hell they want. Uh, Georgia, Belgium, and Moldova. Okay, this hits. This and is this is like good Eurodance. Yes. And you're going to recognize this song. Oh, it's the... Okay, I know who it is already. I can tell by the outfit. Yep. Here it is. <laughs> this is the origin of the sax, dude. It's Eurovision. This song, by the way, finished 24th place. Oh, what? man, this oh, is on, the number okay. one song. They, they, came back, they came back and did a song very similar to this about three years ago and came in third. And guess what? Same dude, same saxophone. Hell yeah. It was, it was basically just this without the girl. Yes. Yeah, just, yeah. Give, just give me only honks guy. Uh, this year Malta has a honks guy if you're looking for a favorite. So yeah, that's that's a classic. We also have uh, some winners here. This is probably one of my favorite winners. This is uh, Rise Like a Phoenix. I'm not going to spoil the surprise here. I'm okay. going to let it go for a bit. I like how, like, we see the flags before yes. it starts. It reminds me of, like, the World Cup. 
This is the country like that. that's playing. This is, oh, yeah. this is let, the World Cup for theater yeah. kids. Let's be let's frank. Be honest. This, is the gay, this is the Gay Olympics. Yes. <laughs> this is figure skating erasure. Walking over glass. Neighbors say we're trouble. Well, the time has passed. Peering from the mirror. No, that isn't me. A stranger getting nearer. Who can this person be? Oh! This is Bearded Drag Queen Conchita yes. Burst. Yes, I remember this. And this song is a bop. From the fading light of Very James Bond. Yeah. And she destroyed this. It's so good. Retribution, you were This song hit Europe like a goddamn brick. Yeah. Uh, in Germany and Austria, you could buy Conchita Wurst, which was uh, like sausage with her face cut into it if you cut sideways through it. <laughs> like the cookies? Yes, like, like the cookies. cookies. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> and it was sausage? Yeah, it was like it was like bologna. Yeah, it was like bratwurst. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Maybe we could get some of the barbecue for Jay, you know. God, God. That would be nice. <laughs> it's the Texas Trinity with Conchita Verst in the sauce. Conchita Verst. Uh, so one more. I got two more I'm going to show you. Just look pieces of. The first one, this is Sweden 2012. This one, this is Euphoria by Loreen. Loreen's this actually here again this year and is the odds-on favorite to win. This is my, unironically, one of my favorite Eurovision songs of all time, if not my favorite. This is a this is a straight-up Eurovision banger. The first time I heard this song, I said, this is going to be the winner. Heavy, heavy wind machine usage. Oh, yeah. Oh, the wind machine gets harder. Okay, oh, let's, let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm all for wind machines. It's got the good, like, disco four on the floor vibe. This is like Lady Gaga meets Florence and the Machine. Yes. This song was everywhere. It's like a every dance, every like Euro dance club. Uh, I will say the other day I was re-listening to a bunch of Eurovision songs uh, in the car and my dad was with me and he said, hey, is that the song from Don't Mess With The Zohan? So apparently he was also in that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yep. It, okay. All right. Adam Sandler <laughs> reference here. I had no idea. <laughs> Let's go. This Eurovision is... presented by Moroccan Oil. This is San, San Marino, Marino in 2021. Let's go. With special guest artist. Oh, this is Adrenalina by Senhit. With special guest artist Flo Rida. Yes. Or, as I called him for this entire month, San Marino. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she is not San Miranese, by the way. She's Italian. What's going on with the headpiece here? This is her thing. She's very avant garde. This is very Lady Gaga. Also, this diamond apparently spun too fast a couple of times and almost launched her. <laughs> that would have been really cool to see. Uh, in the Russian dudes one, where he makes that jump at the end uh, during the semifinal or during the 
Stress rehearsal, he missed the jump and hit the floor hard. Ouch. This is like the European version of Gasolina. Is it? Mm. So, lots of cool costumes. I think those are plague masks, maybe. Lovely. Half plague masks. Sure. Very Assassin's Creed, too. Uh, yes. Also, if you are someone who has trouble with flashing lights, do not watch Eurovision, please. <laughs> because uh, it's just flashing lights. Brief San Marino note. Jordan mentioned that Senhid is not San Marinese, but she's an honorary citizen. Uh, San Marino is so small, like you said, only 30,000 people in the entire country. Uh, anytime they have an actual San Marinese artist, they come back several times. The record for most... I'll get this in a second. Oh, yeah, here we go. So the graphics here are incredible. No, like like bowling alleys in the nineties. Lowrider's shirt in the graphics says Europe. Is he wearing jorts? Yeah, he is. It's like it's like it's cut very off caprice. Very flowrider. So, uh, one thing about that song is uh, we could have kept that going. By the way, Florida has Flor One of Florida's lines in that song is. 911 when she coming down the pole. Uh, <laughs> San Marino's public health had to release a statement saying <laughs> they had not changed their emergency number. It is still 999. <laughs> <laughs> Flow rider causing international uh, emergency crisis crises in the world's uh, oldest republic. Yes. Yeah. I, I will. I will add that uh, to finish my San Marino point. The per, one of the there's three people who share the record for most Eurovision appearances with four. Uh, one of them is a San Marinese lady named Valentina Manetta who has a song that I know was on Jordan's shortlist uh, called the Facebook song, which Ooh. because of rules about brand brand deals, she uh. had to change on stage to the Social Network song. <laughs> it was called originally Facebook O O O, I believe. Yes. <laughs> And uh, which includes the did, line. Did it also have Justin Timberlake in it? It did not. Oh, okay. no, it does. But Justin it does Timberlake have, has played here before. <laughs> it what? does have the line. Uh, Do you want to have cyber sex again? Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, last last one I'm going to play for you guys is the winner from two years ago. Because I didn't like last year's winner. So I'm giving you the winner for two years ago. Oh, oh, this is the group. This is the Italian group Maniskin. Monashen. Monashen. Monashen, oh, sorry. Yeah, I know about them. They went, they're a thing now. Yeah, they are a thing. Don't know. This is what launched them. They are they are a Italian oh, glam this metal. This is the one band. with the bass player that uh, yes. everyone loves. And the guy is perpetually shirtless, as he is right now. Oh. Alleged, allegedly did cocaine on stage at Gervish. Did not. Did not, did but did was not. Allegedly. allegedly. It's an ongoing investigation. Yes. But yes, it is the bass player that everyone fell in love with. But this is the most, like, this reminds me of It's Always Sunny when Dennis does his glam metal shit. This is <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, this is the Nightman. Yes. If the, if the Nightman was good, it would look like this. Mm -hmm. But the, a hard rock song, and a glam metal song in Italian one, is pretty outstanding. It sort of speaks to how weird this thing is. 
It's so good. They also have to change players to this one because the original version had, in Italian, I'm translating, so I don't know the original words, the phrase, suck my nuts. And <laughs> <laughs> you can't say suck my nuts during your game, but you can say instead of eat, instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy. Well, they couldn't say, they couldn't say, pussy. They put the mic out to the crowd and they know it. <laughs> I'm looking at this guy's outfit and it is really reminding me of some like swamp hit hip waiters. Yeah. But like bedazzled. <laughs> like seriously, if you had to go in the swamp and go fishing, and like it's up that high, and then like overalls, like this. Yassified Everglades. Yes. <laughs> Does. So I know that oh. like NBC, I think, was trying to do like American Eurovision with states, and it didn't yeah. go very well. No, it didn't. I will but say the winner we, was a bot. What if we sent a U.S. state to Eurovision? I like, think what we if should we send nothing but butt rock. Like, oh yeah, absolutely send butt rock. Yeah. The the original proposal for that American Eurovision was the winner was to go to Eurovision, uh, but it got solo ratings. They were just like, nah. It ended up being a K-pop singer from Oklahoma that won, I believe. It was. It was okay, a good that's song. cool. Who is like who is famous here? Like Lisa, the bass player. The bass All... player got a follow. This whole band is pretty like well known now. Oh, okay. If they were on Saturday Night Live. If, if you heard a cover of Begin on the radio recently, it was yes. that. Yep. I think they did an English ver language version of this song too, because I like vaguely recognize it, but I feel mm. like it has English lyrics. Yeah, it's just, it's delightfully Italian. Italy has sent things from like, like super seedy Italian jazz, to three operatic tenors, to a guy <laughs> dancing with a gorilla, to this. Hey, the guy dancing with the gorilla really should have won that year, I'll be honest. Like all the pyro. I think they need more pyro. Alright. So we got we got all the stuff in the past. This is coming up when? This week, in fact. Okay. So we have the two semifinals are on Tuesday and Thursday, and the final is on Saturday. Alright. And where can we watch? So that's a fun thing to say. <laughs> they haven't VPN. They haven't really NBC has usually shown it the last couple of years, but they're always super cagey about whether they're actually gonna show it or not. Okay. So, um, so it so may be on Peacock. It may be on Peacock, or okay. there is an international feed that is free. Oh but, wow. is, but is Euro is region blocked in the US. Oh well so, time to so fire up the VPN. What you might have to do is fire up your VPN. The Moldovan VPN to watch yes. the Pac-12 network. And I, I wouldn't I I fire up the Moldovan one. I believe Moldovan State Broadcaster has that one. Fire up the Canadian VPN because we have access to it. So, yeah, basically, if you, you've got to get someplace else. But there is a free version streaming on YouTube. And it's delightful. Hmm. And, Joey, do you want to do a quick recap of what we have coming up this year? Of, like, what the money's behind? Yes. So wait, there's a of course there's a betting market. Oh, there's intense. Here, let me, I'll pull up the, the screen, guys. Seriously, yeah. I was about oh. to ask, like, who are the favorites? Just so, give me the countries. Don't give me the songs. Let's just go country wise here. I was ta I was talking to one of my coworkers earlier today, and I said, "I'm going to get you all into Eurovision." And he said, "How are you going to do that?" And I said, "You can gamble on it." And he said, "All right, I'm listening." <laughs> <laughs> Barbecues, so, bets, and it beats. The, yeah. You get the bets and the beats together for, for Jay Arnold for, here. For Joey's value corner here, uh -oh. Sweden, Sweden, is, <laughs> Sweden is the favorite right now. Stay away. 
They have minus odds in Eurovision. That's that's a bad sign because okay. there's forty there's forty countries or right. thirty seven countries in this. Finland. Uh, I want to play that song for you in a second. Can we can we play the like like some music like some gambling music here? Oh or yeah, like I'll, I'll back it up music? some gambling. Yeah, for sure. So, something like I mean maybe like some some slot machine sounds or something, mm-hmm. whatever. But you know, it, the opening it's... to "Waking Up in Vegas" by Katy Perry. Done. There you go. Yeah. Done over and over again. We'll have Joey. Just, no, just talk about Katy Perry saying "Shut Up" in that song. Mm-hmm. Lorraine, who did the Euphoria song earlier, she's back. She's doing "Tattoo." Okay, it's a very good song. I think the betting markets are a little higher on it than I would be. So I'm seeing a 39% chance to win yeah. for according Sweden. To the, according to the odds makers. Okay. Uh, Finland is a absolute fantastic acid trip of a song. Actually, okay. not an acid trip, acid trip, an Adderall trip. But yeah. but is it like metal again? Is it yes, black it is, metal? It, it's, okay. metal. Okay. it's metal. It's metal. Right. Yes, it's metal. It's, so we're going to see... It's, it's uh, electro metal. This time. Electro mm. metal. Ooh, I'm curious about that. Uh, France is sending. I'm gonna say something to you. Imagine the song that goes with it. Ha ha! They sent that. They sent. They, France always sends the Frenchest shit that ever French. That's what they do. Okay. <laughs> they they had sent a song called Voila once, which is just a girl going Voila, Voila, while wearing like a black turtleneck and having a very smoky light on her. Yeah. I don't know. For personal reasons, I gotta go with Spain, but that's just personal reasons because I see a name there that I gotta go with. Blanca Paloma. Yeah, yeah. There you Blanca go. Blanca Paloma. Uh, yeah. That song. I can do the chorus for you right now. Uh, not as good as her. <laughs> That's the chorus. Uh, so, as, as uh, you, I mean, that sounds that sounds like that sounds like Enya for me. Hey, Enya's Irish. Uh, You'll got, notice as we go down, guys, our bets get a little further along oh, here. Uh, I want to mention Austria as you as you scroll down. They have a song called "Who the Hell Is Edgar." Yeah, and it's a and okay. it's a song. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who the hell is Edgar? Well, well who? Yeah, please well, I tell can, us. I will. I will read the first lines out to you right now. Okay. There's a ghost in my body, and I think I can. Let me. I want to get it perfectly right. Okay. There's a ghost in my body. I want to shout out okay. Germany's song "Blood and Glitter." Okay. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately for Germany, here's a sentence that you never want to hear for the Eurovision preview. It is the third best metal song at Eurovision this yeah. year. Oh, you know, no. Like, Blood and Glitter sounds like one of those like craft beers we get in Texas. There's something called Blood and Honey. Yes. Mm. So Blood and Glitter is just like the version of that. Yeah. Okay. Here's the dramatic reading of the first lines of Who the Hell is Edgar? Okay. There's a ghost in my body, and he is a lyricist. It is Edgar Allan Poe, and I think he can't resist. Yeah, his brain is in my hand, and it's moving really fast. Don't, ha- don't know how he possessed me, but I'm happy that he did. This song is feeling special, and it's going to make me rich. Yeah, the words are spilling out. What the hell is this about? Oh, mia padre, there's a ghost in my body. Baltimore Ravens fan. Oh, my God. Uh, we're, we're, now we're getting down to, like, the 200, 250, 300 to ones. Oh, man. Belgium, Iceland, not having great years. I mean, Malta, the dance, our own what? Party? Our own party. Dance, our own party, yeah. That's that's the honk song this year. They've got a sax guy. Oh, I, I mean, I, I do like the sax. And if you, if, you like, if you like long shot money, you got Denmark, Greece, Azerbaijan, Malta, Albania, San Marino, Latvia, and Romania at 500 to 1. Okay. If you want to talk about uh, how how good this year is for me, uh, my favorite song out of this entire crop, out of this entire crop is Latvia. Hmm. Latvia, okay. We're sitting so in 36 the, right the now. The smart money... We got we got something from Sudden Lights called Aja. Aya. 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 Uh, smart money because the 
these these odds here aren't entirely right. I'm going on bet bet three six five right here. Like for example, France is plus seven hundred to win. Uh, in their third, uh, one I really like, honestly, if we're just doing like we're doing serious bet corner, Czechia in January was number one in the rankings. They have tumbled to twelve, and they are now plus two thousand to win. Ooh. But at one point, they were number one. So yeah, this is what we have going on this week. Uh, the show on Saturday starts at. I think it's three, 3 p.m. Eastern. 3, yeah, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. So Saturday, so, that would be the 13th of May. That is, that is the finals. If you want to join us for the semifinals, they are on Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. And we will be posting from the account. We'll do a thread so people can mute it if they want. But yes, we will be you, doing a thread about Eurovision. Enjoy. We, I, I, don't, I still don't know what's going on here, but, you know. So do you, have a be- do, do you have a better idea now, Kamish? Yeah, I do. I really like it because like there's only like what forty five seconds between songs, and mm-hmm. we don't have to hear like Simon Cowell or Randy no. Jackson say that's a no from me, dog. Nothing like that <laughs> at all. We just get just keep going, rapid fire music, no stoppage time. That's why I like the Premier League soccer. Like there's also just keep going. There's you also no. There's no like. There's no like, oh, let's find out about like the, the, the past of this person, what they've overcome. No, we yeah, don't do that, that shit. It is no on stage, story, sing, go. No, no crying, no nothing. You, that's, those stories can come out later. Whatever. <laughs> Just give me the music, go, get the hell out of here. The girl? The internet does say that Eurovision is going to be available on Peacock again this year for those of you Ooh, who have it. And Peacock. also the pride of Quarryville, Johnny Weir, will be commentating Eurovision oh. on the US feed. Get oh, high. That's right, figure skater, peacock. All right, which we already have that because you know we like we like English we like Notre Dame football. Notre Dame football, yeah. <laughs> Notre Dame football too. Yes. I, I think you mean we like Penn State versus West Virginia. I mean, we That's absolutely right. don't like that, but you know. <laughs> Waiting all day for Saturday Jordan, night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to present, but do do we want to play out with Finland's uh, from this year? Yeah. So what I will. Finland? I first off, I will say thank you guys for listening. And I will play us out with Finland's for this year. <laughs> yes, Garrett. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is also very Dennis as Nightman. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sikki, sikki, ni jobista!